The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Hard Shoulder. So, if you want to hear that, stay listening. Right now, though, I'm joined by technology correspondent Jess Kelly. Jess, Riri or Tay Tay? Oh, Tay Tay, every time. Yeah, absolutely. We have good taste here. Anyway, um, Elon Musk is the owner of Twitter officially. You and I have spoke, spoke, have spoken about this uh, several times. The the deal is done. Mm-hmm. What do we know about the first actions he has taken? Well, he beyond bringing in a sink. Well, he brought in a sink before the deal was done. Then the deal was done. And one of the first actions that we know of is that he let go of at least four of the key executives within the firm, including the CEO and the CFO. Uh, there's also executives relating to uh, public policy and policy on the platform that were all let go. Uh, he also, most importantly, uh, changed his Twitter bio to Chief Twit, which I think is pretty apt. Uh, but he seems to be wasting no time in getting his his teeth into tackling Twitter. He's been quoted a number of times in recent weeks and months outlining his vision for the platform. So he's saying that he is a free speech absolutist. He wants to reverse the ban on Donald Trump on the platform. He wants to allow more free speech. He wants the app to develop into more of a WeChat, which is an app in China that is so much more than just a messaging app. It's kind of like an all-encompassing app. Okay, describe, what do you mean by that? So I, I say I've got my phone, my iPhone or my Huawei or whatever it is in China. I open it up. I've got all the apps there. WeChat is there. I click on it. What's in it? So not only can you send messages a la WhatsApp, you can also uh, engage with people. It's essentially a social media platform as well. Okay. Um, there's buying and selling of products. It's kind of the equivalent of the internet. In certain parts of the world, people don't say I'm going on the internet. They say I'm going on Facebook. In other parts of the world, they don't say I'm going on the internet. They're going on WeChat. So it's that all-encompassing. It's the place to go if you want to carry out anything in the online space. Okay, so I'm I'm trying to imagine it. It'd be like from from our experience if Amazon is a huge marketplace and eBay and Facebook and Twitter and WhatsApp all were all merged into one. And that you know, from a user point of view, on paper, looking at it for the first time, it sounds great. But I don't think. Uh, that will be the first big issue for Elon Musk to tackle. Because, you know, if you look at what is already being campaigned for, if you go onto Twitter right now and look through the hashtags, there are people who are celebrating, a lot of the Republicans in the US are celebrating that Musk now owns the platform because they think that there has been censorship uh, and they are calling for more free speech. Advertisers are now worried, uh, Who advertisers who spend a lot of money on, on Twitter are now worried because they don't necessarily want their ad or promoted content appearing a alongside unmoderated content uh, because that doesn't look good. Staff are now worried. There's 7,500 people working for Twitter around the world. Musk has insinuated numerous times that there will be job cuts to try and bring the cost down. Because let's not forget the amount of money involved here, right? He paid Mm. $44 billion. He took out loans of $12.5 billion. And at the moment, right now, uh, Twitter's revenue up to this point uh, annually have been has been around five point eight billion, and there's around two hundred million users. So, like Musk is in here quite deep. Mm. He is saying that he wants Twitter to be the most respected advertising platform in the world. He has said Twitter obviously cannot become a free for all hellscape. Which I think the fact that that's even on the cards is worrying. Yeah, I guess it's where you draw the line, I guess. So for some people, it's perfectly legitimate to 
kick anybody off who is offensive. Others will suggest, well, you know, Donald Trump, he was, you know, the elected president and he represents whatever, almost half the people in the United States politically, he should be on it. But then you've got the Alex Joneses of this world. Exactly. A lot of our listeners might know who that is. He is a, what we call him, a public commentator and broadcaster and online personality who denies that the Sandy Hook school shooting happened. He thinks it was all fake and there there are no dead children, essentially. And he has subsequently been sued and lost a court case to the parents of those children. But he maintains that is the case. There's a fear he will be back on Twitter. Yeah, and I think this is what people, you know, sometimes people who aren't on Twitter can just dismiss Twitter as being a frivolous social media that people who've got nothing better to do spend their time on. That's actually not the case. Twitter has become a very important platform from you know, a media point of view. So obviously uh, news outlets use it. But from a political point of view, like when Hil- Hillary Clinton was running for president, she didn't do a press conference in front of whatever. She took to Twitter and she did it on Twitter. Things are happening. Stories are breaking and making and being made on Twitter. It is such an influential platform. And it's no longer just about being offended by what someone is saying. It's by amplifying mis and disinformation. And you know, if this was five years ago, I would have said, oh, look, people aren't that silly. Like, you know, people will, will be able to see through the nonsense. But surely we have learned some very tough lessons over the last number of years that shows mm. that that's not the case. And we need to ensure that it's not a free for all, that it's not just, you know, the hellscape that, that uh, Musk referred to, that there is form of moderation, but also legislation. Yeah, well, actually, it's interesting you mentioned legislation. The bird is freed is what mm. Elon Musk tweeted earlier. And I notice that uh, the EU commissioner with responsibility for regulatory affairs responded by suggesting the bird may be freed, but the bird will have to abide by the regulatory rules that exist within the European Union. And Europe is the regulatory superpower on this planet. He won't have it all his own way in this part of the world. Look, I think, you know, this is what he needs to... He strikes me as someone who doesn't hear the word no that often. Mm. So it'll be interesting to see (laughs) this come to the fore. So, you know, I I saw a lot of people were tweeting that they're moving to this other platform called Mastodon. This happens every time there's a bit of a scandal. People say, I'm never using this app again, but then tweet about the fact that they're never using the app again (laughs) first before they leave. Um, So I don't think it's going to be a mass exodus. I do think advertisers are worried, staff are worried, and I I'd say the regulators around the world will be watching. But this just reinforces yet again that we still need far superior legislation to protect users, businesses, you know, uh, democracies around the world from the whims of a billionaire. All right. Well, he that billionaire uh, is now the owner of uh, Twitter. He is the chief twit, as Jess tells us. I wanted to see where he takes it. Uh, Jess Kelly, our technology correspondent. Thank you very much. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk.